WWPR, Bradenton, Sarasota, Tampa Bay. And now it's time for Veracruz. Shut up and sit down. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Paraprobe. This is your host, Chance Hancock. I'm sitting here next to my buddy, Jesse J. What's up? What's up? I was going to do the intro, but I forgot what I was going to say, so. I know, dude. And he, <laughs> he literally called me like about two hours ago. And he's like, hey, I want to do the intro when we come in because I got this I want to say and remind me. Okay, I totally forgot. <laughs> I don't yeah, remember what it was you told me, man. But we have someone else, a very special guest, in with us today. Yes, we do. We actually got who happened to be here in town in Florida today and then happened to be here in uh, Sarasota. We actually have live in studio with us, Howard Stern. How are you? Very nice to uh, be on the show. Okay, now, Howard, you know that while we're doing this show, this is a very clean show. I know it's not <laughs> like your show is serious, so you're going to have to keep it clean. Are you a... Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so live in studio with us, we actually have our friend Ed Bogrowski. Uh, he is the co-founder of Seafirst Paranormal. He also has a new game line, um, and, the, and the name of the game, not the game, but the game line itself, is called uh, Squid Biggins, correct? Yeah, correct. Yep, Squid, Big, uh, Squid Biggins. And uh, he's got some new games and stuff that he actually brought in studio to show us and everything. I'm going to make sure that we take pictures of it so we can put it out there on uh, social media. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, we have Blue, our board up. What's up? Hi. Same How was your week, Blue? It was, it was busy. I have a couple of new commissions, so I'm getting all the stuff ready. I just got all of the electronics in, so I'm sitting there messing around with circuits. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but we're going to make it work somehow. You're really like getting busy a lot with all this stuff. Yeah. Because I remember like I remember when we first met you when we first started doing the show and you told us that you did all this stuff, you know, building props, so on and so forth. And like you weren't really that busy. But now it's like every time I talk to you it's like you got another something like four new. or five commissions yeah. going on, you know, something. He's like yeah. the how the Tony Stark of props. He's got like fifteen I'm projects also going on. That back room, which See? is a doozy. Just yeah, blow it up. Yeah. Blow it up. Like I have so, no, I have so much stuff. I have like saved props. I have art supplies. I have all of that. Like my room was just shoved full of art supplies. So now it's exploded all over the rest of the house while I'm trying to sort through everything. It's just it's a time. Need a bigger house. I need my own house. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need a bigger house. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess we should probably talk to our guests now. <laughs> no, that's fine. You guys talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> So Ed and I have actually known each other for a few years now. We've done investigations together. Uh, we uh, slept in the same van together, and it, you know we didn't cuddle or nothing. But uh, we were actually just talking about it before the show when Ed had pulled up. Um, I saw his vehicle, and I just started laughing. I'm like, dude, I remember sleeping in that vehicle. We did an investigation uh, up in Jasper, Florida, and it, it was like two, three o'clock in the morning, I guess. When we finally kind of wrapped everything up, and it was, I remember it was freezing cold, and we did not dress accordingly. So Ed was like, dude, let's go chill out in the van. It, it was an old jail that we were doing. Yeah, it was an old jail. Yep. So we turned around, and uh, so we, all of us, you know, piled up in Ed's van, and he cranks it up, you know, turns on the heat. Next thing I know, we're all out cold. 
<laughs> we snoozed for a few hours, man, out in front of this old jail. You know, when I think about it, we're lucky we're not dead. I know, right? Carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> so we got pretty lucky. It's like, okay, at least one of us has to stay awake to make sure everyone else doesn't die. That's right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I remember you actually cracked your window. Yes, I did. Yeah, because it was cold, but you cracked your window, so at least you had some fresh oxygen in your face. <laughs> uh, it was it was definitely a good time. All right, well, I know y'all have known each other for like 15, 20, 30 years, you know, something like that. But uh, how about you tell the peoples out there about yourself, Ed? Sure. Think um, Jesse around the moment, whatever. They <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Ruining his romance. <laughs> Well, I, there was three things that were actually mentioned uh, I saw in the ad, and, you know, I appreciate that, guys. Uh, first of all, I'm one of the founders of Seafrost Paranormal. Um, it was an offshoot from another group. Uh, we had three members that got together and actually formed Seafrost, which is clients first. Yep. And we make sure that we live up to that motto. Um when it comes to the paranormal, people who don't want to sleep in their house because things are going on, we make sure that we go in there and clear out whatever we can. So it's uh, it's scientific, but at the same time, it's more more about the client. So Absolutely. Every time I turn around, man, I see you guys taking on another case somewhere. I see it on your social media all the time. and and it's And every time I see it, you guys aren't like, you know, giving away personal information about your clients and such, but you're like, no, we have a case in this town this weekend. You know, we have a case over in this town this weekend, so on and so forth. And you're always talking about, you know, yeah, we got to help this client out because they have stuff going on and everything else. And that's the one thing because I do know you personally. I do know about your investigation techniques and such that I appreciate you, you and your team because of the fact that you guys are always just on par, man, and always on the ball. And it's good to see, man, and especially in the paranormal field. And I appreciate you. Thank you. I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you, be quiet. <laughs> okay. On top of that, on top of that, I uh, I've been running Paratools now. It's been ten years, which is pretty shocking. Um, what they are is their applications for the Android phone. Uh, people really haven't seen them out in the paranormal field. And uh, we have one called Ghost Catch a Camera, which captures 10 pictures in two seconds based on EMF. Um, we have another one that is fantastic called the AEVPS, which is the automatic EVP session, where you set it up and it has real voices in it. You can have up to 32 questions uh, per person. There's six people in there, so you can ask a ton of questions. Um, you basically set it and forget it, you know. And so it basically, instead of you being in the room asking the questions yourself, doing an EVP session, you just put it in there and it does all the work for you. Correct. It's asking the questions and recording at the same time. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Does it work? Well, it works great. I mean, ah. I've gotten a ton of EVPs off of it. Yeah. Uh, for our listening audience out there, if you're new to the paranormal and the ghost hunting field, an EVP is electronic voice phenomena. It's basically the recording of a voice that's not present. You can't hear it with the human ear. But recorded devices will typically sometimes pick these up. And they don't know if it's because they do the frequency and such or, or how it works. I mean, to be honest, nobody knows for certain. But, like, Ed and I could be in a room and we could be saying, is there anyone there that would like to tell us your name? And we'll wait 30 seconds, not hear anything, and then we'll go on and ask the next question. But then when we go back and we play that recording, you'll hear us going, is there anybody there who would like to tell us their name? And all of a sudden you hear, like, Tom. You know, that just popped up on the recording. So, 
So this whole thing just does all of that by itself for you. It that, does. That's pretty cool. And it actually takes away the human element from it because you know as well as I do, people think that you can imprint on the digital recorder, you know, uh, with your mind. We don't know what the mind's capable of, but it's possible that could happen. So this way here, when you put it in a room by itself, Mm -hmm. there's nobody there that can manipulate it. And that's the great thing that I do like about that because as soon as you mentioned that, I'm like, man, there's a lot of good that goes with this. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about you don't have to worry about, like, pissing something off and it falling you home or something like that when you're like asking questions and yeah at, that definitely eliminates a big yeah big you're only going to lose a phone exactly <laughs> 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 you know but but also the flip side of it is it and you know this as well as i do ed from all the investigations we've done and, and of course jesse you know this but we've had times where you would do an investigation and somebody i don't know they may sneeze or something like that maybe you didn't hear it yourself because you were focused on something you go back you think you found an evp and all of a sudden the guy next to you is like no that was me you know so (laughs) now this eliminates that issue from happening because everybody's gone from out of the room and yeah that's awesome i like that set up a bunch of phones in every room and leave (laughs) exactly (laughs) Uh, what i like too is you have you know children on there and if there's children known to be in the site Mm -hmm. it will basically um, repeat the questions in a child's voice wow so okay yeah it it has uh, some really cool aspects to it and you can choose your own questions and besides choosing them you can actually create your own questions depending on the facility. And you know what? Because that makes a lot of sense because, I mean, you and I both, we've been on investigations where they've been known to have a, a child, ghost, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And sometimes you think about it, if they're, and it's an intelligent haunt, they, they're aware that you're there the whole nine yards, they may want, not want to interact with an adult. You right. know, they may be intimidated, and that's why they're not responding back. Uh, because, like, we've even taken, like, you know, like the Walmart toy plastic balls, you know, to see if we can get them to play and move the ball around, stuff like that. And nothing would happen. So this makes a lot of sense because it takes away that element, too, that maybe they might respond back hearing just the child's voice. Sometimes they like to play with balls, but, it, you know, at the same time, there is a good, uh, it's a good trigger object. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So... And then my other uh, venture, I guess you could say, is Squid Biggins Games. And it's named after my kids because I had nicknames. And no, his kids are not named Squid. (laughs) Sydney turned into Squid. Yep. And then my son, when he was big, I mean, when he was small, he was big. And uh, we used to call him Mr. Biggins. (laughs) So that's where Squid Biggins comes from. So with the uh, with paratools, like I mean, how are you guys like uh, pushing that out there? I mean, you guys like marketing it on like social media itself, or, or you know, and like even with Squid Biggins, are you guys only sticking with social media for right now for marketing everything? Or right now, marketing, uh, I've been sitting back with the applications and mm-hmm. not really taking a step forward in marketing because mm-hmm. I had done that before. Um, it takes a lot of work, yeah. a lot of work, and not having the time right now, it's a little difficult to be able to do that. But uh, everything is through the Android uh, Google Play Store. Okay. So uh, you know, it's word of mouth, <coughs> word of mouth right now, mm-hmm. and it seems like you know people are buying. So I'm not complaining. 
Yeah, you definitely can't complain about that. And, you know, and the great thing is, too, by word of mouth, the, the more that people are buying it, talking about it, they talk about it on their social media. It's just, you know, they Free tell two friends and they yep. tell two friends. Oh, yeah. Know, and it just keeps growing. Well, it's cool. You can actually see where it was purchased. And, you know, I have some in Uganda, you know, all mm-hmm. over the world, which is kind of cool to see. That's pretty cool. That is cool. So, like, for right now, like, I mean, I know you got these two games here in front of me right now. Right. So, let's go ahead and let's talk about these games. So, I know you got uh, Expose the Ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. That sounds like something I'd play with Stephanie if I was really drunk. <laughs> uh, and then you have You Are Possessed. Now, you That's are, what I would say to her if she was really mad. But, anyway. You Are Possessed <laughs> is the, uh, I guess you could say, the captain of the whole thing in Squid Biggins. That's where I came up with the first game. Mm-hmm. And it was an idea from my favorite movie, The Exorcist. So I took that and I made a game out of it where you actually have priests battling demons over souls, and mm-hmm. you know. And I debuted it at the uh, PIA convention, and everybody loved it. I mean, they really took to it. Uh, there's some artwork that I borrowed. <laughs> <laughs> we know about that. <laughs> right, exactly. So I still have to get some artwork done on it, but everything that I have is going to end up on Kickstarter, and you're going to see a lot of advertisement coming out before it hits Kickstarter because I think they all could be successful. All right, well, with You Are Possessed, and I'm looking at the box right here now, um, a game of exorcism and possession. you got to love that. Ages 14 plus, 2 to 7 players. Now, I'm opening it right now. So it's a card game. It's a card game and slash dice, dice game. Yeah. Okay. So basically, you know, explain it. How do you play it? All right. Well, what you do is you get five cards, and you first have to play a soul. you got to get a card to be able to play a soul, which is a person. Mm-hmm. Um and once you get that soul, you can start playing a priest and a demon on that soul. And once you get the priest and the demon there, you can start battling for that soul. So oh, cool. you have points where, you know, it might say, uh, I don't know, burn the cross or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that would be for the demonic <clears throat> side. Mm-hmm. So then you take it and take off those points. And if you reach the end of that, you end either, either end up damning the soul or saving the soul. Okay, now when you say it that way, I mean, do you like is one person getting to play like the demon, the bad guy in the mm-hmm. game? Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. I like I, that. Yeah. I like being the villain. <laughs> yeah, you get to be the villain, and one gets to be the good guy. That's pretty cool. I like that. The All best right. part about it that I love, and I, I just came up with it as a quickie when we were first playing it, is the first player gets to choose if they're good or bad, and then the players going around in a circle don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So if I choose good, you're bad. You're good. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. have a choice. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. All right. It has twists and turns in it. It's, I mean, it's went eight hours before for the first game we played. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like Monopoly, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Be fighting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it came down to a lot of drinking. It came down to a lot of people swearing. <clears throat> <laughs> and, you know, everybody was having a good time. Flipping so. the card table over. <laughs> oh, pretty damn close. <laughs> All right, so now the next game right here, the one that's underneath that. That's the newest one. Um, it's called Expose the Ghost, mm-hmm. and it's a game of paranormal investigation. Mm-hmm. So I use real tools in the cards. Basically what you do is you get two cards, which is the two tools that you use. It's a board game. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll show you. It looks a little bit like Clue, I guess you could say. Okay. 
And um, and like I said, for our audience out there, we're going to be taking photographs of all this stuff and posting it out there on social media uh, so you guys can check it out. Make sure you obviously go and follow us on our social media. Um, for Twitter, it's at Paraprobe. And then on Instagram and on Facebook, it's Paraprobe Radio. I just thought about this. We totally missed an opportunity to video an unboxing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we could do that on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, or we can do that next time. Anywhere. Yeah. No, well, the game itself is played where you have a medium, you actually have the investigators, and you have ghosts or what could be ghosts in each room. And you have to be able to match the room with the tool. So if, if you picked a card that said um, bedroom EMF meter and you can expose the ghost. So if That's you pretty cool. have the ability to have that EMF meter and mm -hmm. you're in the bedroom, then you could try to expose it by having the medium in the room and you end up rolling against basically what the ghost is for the number of the points and you mm -hmm. either destroy it or it go, can jump rooms. Admit it, Blue, you know you're going to buy one of these games. Oh, he is. <laughs> I am. <laughs> What are the I know I'm going to. What are the numbers for on the border? The number for the, on the border is basically the person who lives in the house. He is trying to either his sanity starts off at one, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then as he is attacked, his sanity slowly loses itself until it gets to the hundred point. If it does, you you automatically lose the game. So, see, I love that man. You got a lot of little pitfalls you got to uh -huh. outbeat yep. on the game. So, I love games that are like nuanced. Yeah, and and that are honestly they're more tactical. I guess would be the best yeah. way to put it. You know, you're playing against like multiple clocks in one game. You know, and I love that. And I have another piece to it that has. It's funny you say clocks, but when you investigate, you usually start around nine thirty at night, mm -hmm. and then this has a. Uh, I guess you could say it's a cardboard board, a small board that has times on it. Yeah. And as you finish rounds, the time ticks away. So if you get to 6 o'clock in the morning and you haven't exposed all the ghosts in the house, mm -hmm. you lose. That's you know? pretty awesome. So there's a lot yeah. of, like you said, nuances to the game. Um, haven't really tested the game with a, a lot of people, but the people I have really enjoyed it. So Now, okay, let's say that you had 30 people right now order this, this one particular game. Yep. Do you have 30 of these games to sell to somebody? Not as of yet. I'm talking with uh, some China distribution mm -hmm. and trying to see exactly. So if I hit Kickstarter and, you know, I have a 1,000 games out there. Yeah. The company I'm buying them from now is just for prototypes, basically. Okay. And I'm spending 70 bucks on a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. The You Are Possessed game, it's in a tiny little box here, mm -hmm. but it was 60 bucks. Good God. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I can't afford doing something like that for the people that want the game. I don't think that people are going to want to spend $70, $80 for a game. Mm -mm. And mm -hmm. uh, so I, I need to get the cost down, and that's my plan to get the cost down. I have another one I was going to bring in from the car. It doesn't have a real box to it yet, mm -hmm. but I think you'd enjoy it. It's called Sickos, Psychos, and Sex Fiends. Yes, let's talk about that one. because you were, Yeah, you were telling me about that one. Let's talk about that one. That one, you know, it's... Um, it's a concept that's based off of uh, cards, you know, cards against humanity. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, the title. I haven't played it that much, but um, the game Sickos, Psychos, and uh, Sex Fiends. 
you actually have cards. You get dealt seven cards, and you have to make a sentence with the seven cards. You draw a card, and it might say seven on it, so you'd have to use seven cards to make that statement. Yeah. But that sentence that you're making has really some out-there type things. You know, like Nambla is one of them. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, yeah, it, yeah. there's uh, a <laughs> lot of uh, different things that you wouldn't expect in a game, and it, it's really twisted. I mean, that's... It's so funny you said it's like a Cards Against Humanity type game. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason why is because my, my oldest daughter, today is her birthday. Okay. And I'm not going to say how old she is because, you know, that's that's kind of rude. Disrespect. But, but we'll say very close to 30. We'll happy say that. birthday. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so happy birthday to Cheyenne. Love you. Um, and with that being said, she was telling me that tonight for her birthday, instead of going out partying and all this other stuff, she has friends coming over and they're all playing Cards Against Humanity tonight. That's That's... Her big thing for tonight. <laughs> I, I love, I love that game. Yeah. I absolutely. Well, that, and so many people do love that game that I can see with this because I mean, let's face facts. People like us, we are twisted. Oh yeah. We'd be playing this game all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I. It, Stop beating on stuff. The old, um, we'll say the old show. Quote yeah, yeah, unquote, yeah. 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 You know, uh, that's, old Dead X Radio. Yep. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up. Oh no, no. Yeah, we. I, I talk about it. You know, all oh, the so. time. Oh okay. Never um, shuts up. I definitely can see it being a, a game that the Dead X fans would be into. Yeah. You know? I think we, I think like when y'all do Voices of Apocalypse, y'all should do an episode where you actually play that game. Actually play the game? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or just not even like an episode, maybe like a live stream of y'all playing that game. It's like, look, uh, don't put your children on here. Here we go. <laughs> and for for the listening audience out there, uh, we used to have a show called Dead X Radio. Uh, we were dubbed the Howard Stern of Paranormal uh, from a Las Vegas magazine. Uh, we were dubbed the bad boys of paranormal by like people from the Tampa Bay area, like uh, some and some important person here had called us that. Um, <laughs> Somebody important. We don't know who it is. We don't but remember. Our our show. We we talked about. Uh, we talked with celebrities and such, and everybody from paranormal horror and sci-fi. And we were unedited, uncensored, very raw. Very, we had stripper Ouija to give you an example of the kind of show we did. And this is like not a podcast show. This is like a television talk show. Well, we now have Voices of the Apocalypse that is coming out that is basically a revamped, fresher, newer version of Dead X Radio. And it's the same guys coming back to do the show. Uh, we're going to be live, uncensored, and all that. Uh, except for this show, Voices of the Apocalypse, is actually going to be on Amazon Prime. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so me and the boys are from Dead X are... are Getting the old uh, band back together, you know, to say. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're going to be raunchier and crazier than what we used to be, you know. It's gonna but, be but it's going to, yeah, we have a full studio, uh, production studio and such. Uh, Ed had came down to our old studio. Yeah, I love you know? that place. Yeah. Uh, so we, we got the newer, bigger one. Our, our sound stage where we do the show from, or are going to be doing the show from, uh, at John's studio, it's like massive. It's huge. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot bigger, better, brighter than what it was before. You know, before uh, Dead X had died off over there, I, I had bought a giant chicken costume so I could be down there, and, <laughs> and you could just imagine what people would say. This is the kind of stuff that for us with that show was Tuesday. That was normal Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we had the just craziest and dumbest things that we would do at random and stuff. But the show, I mean, Ed, you can vouch for it. I mean, we, you know, we talked to people from like, you know, uh, Alice Cooper, you know, Dee Snider from Twisted Sister, 
Uh, we talked to Ernie Hudson. I was just going to say Ernie Hudson. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we've talked to a lot of, like, you know, actual celebrities and all that stuff. And, and uh, the kids with Stranger Things, you know, we met all of them at, at events and such. So, but Voice Apocalypse, I, I have a feeling, very strong feeling, it's going to be much, much bigger than what Dead X was. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I'd love to get on an episode of that. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Parapro, my show here, you know, I mean, come on, it's, it's a good show. You know, this is our clean show. <laughs> mm-hmm. With Paraprobe, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I I, I brought the. Uh, never mind. <laughs> it, it's so sad because our reputation from Dead X precedes us that every time I've ever talked to somebody that that I knew who knew us back in Dead X days, I'm like, hey, before you come on the show, remember we're on real radio. There are FCC fines. We can't be cussing. We can't be doing the crazy stuff that we did with Dead X. You know, they, that stays off the air here. Yeah. You know? I mean, we obviously still have our twisted humor and such, but we got to keep it within reason. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a learning curve there. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. At keeping it clean and uh, still being dirty. It's, yeah. It's uh, especially blue. Blue loves to drop the F bomb. <laughs> blue. Every once in a while, you just gotta just shut the mic off. You know, just. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm just laughing over here. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sad. There's been a, a couple of times where we were like, and you know what? And then this person, <laughs> we had to pick another clean word to say. Yeah, yeah. we couldn't get our Samuel L. Jackson on. Yeah, yeah, yep. So Blue's always ready at, at every moment to like just drop the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, I'll make sure that doesn't happen tonight. Yeah, won't be happening tonight. And uh, we made it 25 minutes without we it happening. We made 25 minutes good. without screwing up. I'm actually impressed. <laughs> Shocking. I know, right? So what I'm thinking is that if you wind up getting, you know, the marketing tools and you wind up getting, you know, a a, a cheaper way of, of building this, where right. you can, you know, actually start uh, putting it out there. I'm thinking that these are the kind of games that I could see happening winding up in like Barnes and Nobles and all the big, big, big chain bookstores. That would be fantastic. That's not really too much what I was shooting for. You know, I was shooting for uh, straight distribution. If I could either land a distribution deal or put out the games myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, have it sitting in the garage with a thousand UI possessed on them. Mm-hmm. But. Um, you know, Kickstarter, I think, is going to make a break for me. Yeah. You know, so I'm hoping that I can get enough people out there, and I'm really going to target the horror community with that. Have you already got your Kickstarter going for it? No. All right. When you do decide to go ahead and launch this thing, let us know so we can put it out there to everybody, oh, yeah. too. We'll okay. publicize so, the crap out of yeah. it. Well, I'm going to need – the main thing I'm looking for right now is an artist. and they're, uh, Hi, Blue. What's up? <laughs> I know one of those. He's right there. He can draw stuff. Sick and twisted I'm, stuff. My force is kicking oh, in, yeah. and, and I, I'm feeling a vibe. <laughs> just, just it's hilarious to me because I'm listening, and then they all like look at me, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> I'm just looking for an artist, and we've all just <laughs> just trying to look right at Blue, <laughs> trying to give him some wool work. The poor guy. Hey, hey, hey! He needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got to eat. Yep. <laughs> Blue is seriously a workaholic, so. Yeah. 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 He doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He works. Yeah. That's we do all high. that. And curse. Blue works. I curse a lot. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. And drink a lot of caffeine. Caffeine. Caffeine's your best friend. This is why he's my dog, man. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, you two need to, like, trade information when the show is over and such. Yeah, so, we'll definitely yeah. talk. 
Yeah, so uh, with you are possessed, like I said, it's um, my forefront game. You know, that that's one of the big ones. And then I didn't bring uh, So You Want to Be a Serial Killer. Cause what? I'm still that's <laughs> the other one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still Blue working space. on that. <laughs> and it actually, the game, when you play it, you play a serial killer plus two of the campers. Mm-hmm. And the best part is, is the campers, we all know them. Like yep. the, the, the people in the game itself, we know um, they're real people. So uh, I'm actually having it revamped where I had previously little squares that you can put together the board yourself so it's never the same board. Mm-hmm. However, I ended up going with the game board that someone's putting together for me. And um, it's going to have a lot more twists and turns to it. And I redid the cards for it. And. I'm really excited about that because that's probably the first one that's going to go out there thanks mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, the commercial-free um, photos and, you know, yep. just the easiest way to do things. So I'm going to put that out, and then I have a couple of kids' games that I might put out there too. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot going on with Squid Biggins. Um, it's funny how the ideas come to me. Uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning, I'll be up and can't sleep. All of a sudden, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, when I get that, it's like I gotta go pee, but whatever, you know. Yeah. But you know, he gets creative ideas. I gotta go urinate, whatever. <laughs> so that shows how far my brain works. But uh, you know, the other thing is too, like when we had you, you know, like you know, a long time ago when we were on Dead X, and when we were talking about paratools, it's so funny because I remember like you talking about, yeah, I came up with this idea, paratools. Matter of fact, we like got paratools T-shirts and stuff. I still got mine. Oh, I great. still wear it once in a while. Great. And uh, so we had our pair, you know, talking about pair of tools and all that all the time. Then the next time around, I go to talk to you, you know, about coming on the show. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, I got Squid Biggins, and I got this game, and I got that game, and I got this game. And I'm like, do you ever sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep busy, you know. Between all the investigations, can. games you're creating, trying to do the Kickstarter, I mean, all that combined, it's like, dude, you must, like, never sleep. Universal Paranormal, I'll bring that up real quick. That's a new yes. television show that's coming out on a streaming service called Paraflix. And Paraflix is going to be all horror, horror comedy, uh, really based in that genre. And we're lucky enough to be able to put a show out there. You know, Dominic, hats off to him. He's the producer. Mm-hmm. And he's been working his butt off to get this thing off the ground. And Yeah, I mean, I wound up, uh, they invited me to join the, the Facebook page, you know, for like Paraflix and all that. Mm-hmm. So I get all these like, you know, note, uh, notifications all the time, different, you know, talking about the different stuff going on with it. Yep. And it's just, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it really is a really cool network. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they don't have anything out there like that. You know, they, they tried a couple out there and. Seems they fell on their butt. <laughs> Dude, when we did Dead X Radio, you remember everybody tried to emulate Dead X after we left, and oh, yeah. they, they couldn't do it. They're still trying. Dude, every time I turn around, I'd get a call from, like, you know, and I'm talking about celebrities would call me and go, yeah, I had, you know, such and such reach out to me going, hey, you got to check out my show. It's, oh, well, what's it like? Oh, it's just like the Dead X guys. Everybody always said that. And then they would turn around, they'd listen to it for five minutes, and they'll be like, you guys are not only not in even the same ballpark, you're not even in the same country with Dead X. They're like, these these guys were off the wall. You guys aren't even close. And and so, like with this, with Paraflix, this is the, the guy who took something and did it right. Right. You yeah. know, and creating Paraflix. Yeah, I, it's nice to see that. So what's your show going to be about? 
Um, it's it's going to be paranormal. Um, I can't <laughs> go too much into detail right now because I am under an NDA. Mm. Dang it. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, we are too, but we don't care. <laughs> I can say that, you know, we have some really special guests coming on. Um, he knows a lot of people in the field. Yeah. And because he knows a lot of people in the field, we're going to have a lot of those people on the show. And hopefully the show will go really well, and we're excited about it. That's really cool. You definitely got to keep us posted on that, too. Oh, yeah. Because when you launch the show, we'd have to bring you guys back in here to talk about it. Because I know you told me, like, half of your team is a part of the show. And we'll just say that's it. That's all we're going to talk about detail-wise for the show. We're going to so, need more mics. There is a few of C First on the show. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a great cast. You know, I met all the people that are involved. We had a meeting last night. And mm-hmm. the, the people were great. So, it Usually, when you do a television show, you like everybody except for that one person that you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not with this group. You know, the whole group is great, dude. Everybody I've ever met from like your team and such, and, and I've worked with, uh, I've never had an issue with any of them. Not one. The, so. You know, we've had our share of drama. Uh, that happens on every <laughs> team, man. Yeah. You know, because it's it's more of a family. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we try to make it as drama-free as possible. We actually brought in Wes Coons, who... That's the only guy I didn't like. No, I'm kidding. I like Wes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping Wes is listening right now. Yes, I like you. You know that, dude. You're a friend of mine. Uh, go ahead. We brought him in as a director because Gary Fisher, who helped form the group, actually moved out to the Midwest. Uh, Yeah, he moved out there because of being in the Air Force. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Gary's a great guy, man. And then he formed a, a second division... Of C First Paranormal. Mm-hmm. Nice. So he's doing that. Um, Wes, like I said, came on as a director. Adam Anderson is also another director. And we have a great pe- bunch of people. And that was one of the things that I mentioned when we were talking about the television show. That uh, that's one thing I don't want to see end. I mean, that's C First is our baby. Mm-hmm. You know, we were out there helping people. That's what we want to continue to do. And even though the show is very important to us, our clients are also very important to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So with that being said, like what is like I know a lot of people always ask this question in every ghost hunting show. Oh, what's the scariest one you've done or whatever? What is the biggest location you've ever done? Like for square footage, like the largest place you've ever done? I would have to say it's probably the old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Okay, that's big. (laughs) (laughs) That's not like a five-bedroom house. I mean, that's like yeah, that's like a city block. (laughs) You know, it's Tennessee, and we made the trip a couple of times to do it, and it's a great facility. We've got some great evidence there. In fact, I I wish I could find it for you right now, but uh, I have a video that actually I was able to capture a figure, and you can see the figure run from the middle of the screen off of the screen so wow i i could see it in real time and when i did i jumped back and said what the you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh it just managed to capture it on screen so i was really excited for something like that well the great thing is because i like i said me the the fact that i know you guys personally i know how you operate on doing your investigations to show the trust i have with these guys my sister had reached out to me for a friend of hers that was having issues one time Mm -hmm. i was way too busy to handle it I called him up. 
I had those guys go check it out. That was that one over in Tampa. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Yep. And so that that shows the kind of like trust that I have like in their team that I know they're going to do a good a good job that they're not going to like embarrass anyone or screw anything up. You know, they're going to do it legit in the right way. Yeah. Well, what I find with a lot of the teams you're associated with, like um, Ed. Wow. Oh, I see first. Yeah, I was just. Blanked out on it. Right. No problem. <laughs> I, look, I've been up since five o'clock in the morning. I grabbed about a thirty-minute nap, but I'm. Completely I've been up since useless. five o'clock, and I'm not messing up. <laughs> no, nobody likes you. I don't care. <laughs> Chance who? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Whatever. <laughs> There's always that one guy you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that drama we were talking about earlier? <laughs> oh man. But no, like everybody that you're associated with, all the paranormal teams, all the guys and gals that you like reach out to seem to be super nice super legit yeah. people and like they're ethical that that's the biggest thing with this business is being ethical and not like hanging people out of dry and coming in oh we got our evidence bye you know not being that type of person and that's what like i feel like watching the tv shows and stuff that's what i feel like a lot of them are missing because when i was doing my homework when this guy over here decided that hey you want to come check out paranormal teams? You want to you want to be on my team with me? Blah blah blah. You know what? You want to check this out? I started watching shows because like I had an interest, but like I ain't got time for TV. Like I I binge watch things in the car. I'm not really watching. I'm While driving. <laughs> like That's I, my I, favorite part. I'm probably going to get pulled over on the way home for that. But um, <laughs> just what I felt like is like it's just an abrupt leaving, you know, and it's good to see somebody out there that's actually helping people and actually concerned about who they're helping and putting them first instead of just like, oh, we got our stuff. Bye. We try to follow up where we can with the uh, actual investigation. Uh, we give them a card that's a USB drive, which is pretty cool, actually. It has our logo and everything on it. But anyways, it has all the evidence for them, so they can keep that for themselves. And then before we leave a house, um, I try to do certain prayer rituals yep. to help them. And a lot of times I've been successful. There's been a couple of times, you know, that it hasn't worked out. But for the most part, it's been successful, and they've been able to move on. They've been able to sleep. You know, their kids mm -hmm. are more comfortable in the house, and that's what we shoot for. Well, like even with, you know, the games you've created, with the the team that you created, you know, so on and so forth, what got you into wanting to be involved in the paranormal to begin with? Well, I, you hear this story all the time. I grew up in a haunted house. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, at my mother's house, we'd have lights going on and off. Quick story is uh, in my bedroom, me and a bunch of friends used to go in there and just draw or whatever we did on the table. And my door would open up. And it opened slowly, and I could almost control the ghost because I'd say, are you coming in or out? Shut the door. And mm -hmm. it would shut, you know, on command. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. And uh, we had attic lights that would go on and off and just basic haunting type things. <laughs> um, after that, I, I kind of not really stayed in it. I did a lot of reading on it. Yep, that's how, yeah. And then um, I investigated a couple of houses, nothing major, but then I took classes with Ed and Lorraine Warren yeah. and Tony Spera, and that really fueled my interest. Um, you probably know this, that I was in a band 
Oh, yeah. For many, many years. Yep. But you know what? That's the real deal. When you're studying with Ed and Lorraine Warren, I mean, you're talking about the the iconic legends of ghost hunting, you know. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. No, I agree 100%. Yeah. And, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting them before. Yep. And they were just super people. Um, Tony Sparrow, he is the brother-in-law of Lorraine Warren. Lorraine Warren, yep. And he was the one actually giving the courses. So we knew Tony. And I still talk to Tony from time to time on social media. Mm -hmm. But um, it was just incredible. Ed and Lorraine Warren came down one time with uh, their movies and, you know, things that you'd never expect, talking about stories of these black things that are hanging over their heads and pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. You know, I've done a lot of different investigations and seen some pretty crazy things. And, like, it's so funny because... Obviously, there is a vast amount of skeptics out there who just absolutely do not believe in the paranormal whatsoever. They don't believe in ghosts, don't believe in Bigfoot. You know, they may believe in UFOs, but only because science really kind of leans the direction, obviously, that, you know, there's life out there somewhere. But, like I've told people before, it's like, look, I could take any diehard skeptic, and whatever I tell them is never going to convince them there's another side. What it's going to take is for them to have their own experience. That will be the thing that changed their minds. And the reason why I say that, I'm going to share this story real quick. Uh, a friend of mine, long, long time ago, was a skeptic on our team. He absolutely did not believe in the paranormal. This guy had a master's degree in physics, and, and everything that he ever wanted to talk about was always about science, right? You know, if anything happened at home, there's a scientific, you know, scientific explanation for that, that there's no way there's ghosts, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right? So no way in hell this is Pat X. Exactly. Definitely not Pat. <laughs> so for me, I actually appreciated having that on our team, you know, mm-hmm. because it kind of kept you real a little bit, right? You know, keep you from getting over, you know, excited about something that could be absolutely not paranormal at all. However, this is the moment. We're in this house. It's a two-story, technically a three-story with the attic, okay? The attic they converted into, like, another room, all right? Him and a friend of ours, Bo, are the only two people in the entire home. Everybody else were outside at command center. We got video cameras everywhere mounted. We could hear what they're saying, see them, the whole nine yards. So they were on the first floor. Then uh, we were getting ready to wrap up, you know, shop, get ready to head home for the night. So my friend, his name's Gino. Gino looked at the other guy, Bo. He says, hey, Bo, go ahead and grab that camera over there. I'm going to grab this gear. Let's go up to the attic. We'll hit it up there for about 10, 15 minutes. If nothing happens, then let's bolt and get out of here. And they go about their merry way, okay? So, next day, and, you know, everybody's going over all their stuff, all the audio recordings, you know, video recordings, the whole shebang. I get a call from Gino in a panic. I mean, a mad panic. <laughs> and he's like, get to my house now. And I'm like, why? He goes, I got to show you something. And I'm like, okay. So, I jump in my car. I book it over to his house. He lived like 10 minutes from me. I get over there. I walk in the house, and I'm like, what's up? And he goes, okay, you know that you can, you have the equipment to load this uh, this audio recording I have right now to show there's no breaks, nobody's screwed with anything and everything else, correct? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, good, load it. So I loaded it. And he was doing this on purpose. He wanted me to see that this is actual proof, all right? So he goes, all right. He goes, I've already, like, highlighted from here to here at the end of the night when we were doing the investigation, you know, for the times. He goes, go to this time on, on the recording. I'm like, okay. I go to that time, start playing, and it's right at the very end when them two are getting ready to go upstairs. Gino goes, 
hey, Bo, do me a favor. Grab that bag or grab that camera. I'll grab the other stuff. We'll head upstairs. And then you hear a voice, deep, class A, A or class A, EVP, clear, go, Bo, 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 Bo. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> At that moment, he said, my mind, he goes, which I consider my weapon. You know, Gino was very, very much about, you know, about being intelligent. He goes, turned to jello when I heard that. <laughs> because there was no way I could explain that how it happened. He goes, you guys were watching the recording. And even when we watched, we watched the video and went back on the video and you just got audio recording and all. You can see nobody said anything in that room, neither or. You just heard him go, hey, Bo, grab that camera. I'm going to grab the stuff over here and we'll go upstairs. And neither one says anything during that time span as they walk right by the camera, right in front of it, and they walk up the stairs. And all of a sudden you hear the bo, 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 bo. I'll never forget that as long as I live, man. I know that. I know Gino still got that recording, so I have to let you hear it sometime. That's a great story. So, like, for, like, with you guys, because I know how legit you are, what is, like, one of the craziest EVPs that you've ever got? Oh, wow. (laughs) We got uh, quite a few telling us to get out. You know, mm-hmm. um, ghosts are rude, man. Almost every investigator I know has always had that one investigation where a ghost says, get out. And I don't want to say anything I, I shouldn't say, but it, it was there was one that was swearing at us mm-hmm. on, on the recording, which was, you know, you don't expect that. I've had my name called numerous times mm-hmm. on EVPs. I, it must be easy to say Ed, you know, and, <laughs> But um, the craziest EVP, that it's hard to say. Or have you ever had one that just gave you goosebumps? Oh, there's a few that gave me goosebumps. Oh, I know what the craziest EVP is. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing this house, and it was, um, we'll say it was a demonic type of activity. Mm-hmm. The woman, the small story about it, the woman, born-again Christian, Reads the Bible every day. Sat outside, was reading the Bible. Saw a black snake. Never sees black snakes. She went over to chase the black snake away. Looked back, and there was four black snakes circling the Bible on the floor. So not something you can make up. You know, not something you see in movies. Yeah. Um. So that happened at her house, but there was one that uh, talked about the EVP is clear as day, and it talks about perdition. And if wow. you know what perdition is, yeah. you know, it's hell, damnation, mm-hmm. you know, burning. And it was really sent chills down my spine because it's exactly what we were experiencing at the house. That's crazy. Uh, the only one that's ever given me, like, goosebumps was the one where I essentially made fun of the situation because I didn't believe anything was happening there because nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. And then literally the next day we played the recording back, and you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, a voice that went, all of a sudden it goes, keep pretending, little boy. <laughs> yep. I was like, okay, good enough for me. There's something there. <laughs> so, yeah. Even today when I think about it, still get goosebumps. Yeah. I mean, I, same thing with mine. Um, you know, a lot of those type EVPs that you were talking about happen when you're not even asking questions. Yeah. You know, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. They they want to do what's called a birth session, mm-hmm. and that's when you ask a question, record it, and then listen to it again. I haven't had much luck doing that, but if we're sitting there and we're putting our equipment away, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, you get two or three EVPs just from that. Well, like, uh, well, you know Jeremy, uh, you know, Jeremy Reddick. Yep. All right, so uh, I'm a member of his team, obviously, with Genesis Paranormal. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been a member for quite a while. Fantastic. Uh, we did a bunch of investigations together and such, but me and uh, Jeremy, the like the way we typically will do an EVP, we do it more of a conversational piece. Like, let's say that this room in here uh great aunt linda had died in mm-hmm. and people believe who lived there that great aunt linda haunts that room what we'll do is we'll be like yeah you know talking with the homeowner you know we heard that uh great aunt linda supposedly had you know passed away in this room mm-hmm. she was like a really nice person blah 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 so we're not talking excuse me we're not talking directly to the spirit asking questions or anything like that we're just talking about them and then we'll go back and play the recording and see if we get anything that you know, like all of a sudden you hear like Great Aunt Linda going, "Hey, y'all talking about me?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, that, that's the way we kind of do it, is in that sense. No, and that's great because uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. We'll be sitting there during an investigation. All of a sudden, we'll start talking stories of other investigations that we've done, mm-hmm. and we maybe make a joke here and there, and we'd all start laughing, and then all of a sudden. Then you get the bangs. Then, you know, because yeah. it wants to be included in what you're doing. So I, I find that really interesting when we're investigating. I was literally in a bar in St. Augustine. It was a bar that we were investigating. And I had asked if anything was there to make his presence known. And, I, and you and I, Jesse J., we talk about this many times. I like that brick in the head evidence, you know, that you can, it's kind of hard to dispute that it's right. not paranormal. Bo, 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 exactly. Bo, bo. <laughs> and I was sitting there, and I was like, if anything's there, you know, make your presence known, please knock. And I knocked twice. And all of a sudden, I hear tap, tap on the bar, mm-hmm. like right beside me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, okay, if you're still there, do what I do. And I went tap, and I waited like maybe 10 seconds, tap. And I'm like, oh, my God, right? So I did this consistently. We weren't even starting the investigation yet. We didn't even have like equipment broke out. I did this consistently for like 15 minutes. A friend of mine comes walk around the corner. I turn around and I'm like, it was Jeff. I'm like, Jeff, get over here, dude. Get over here now. He's like, okay. I went, okay, let Jeff know you're here. Knock twice. Nada. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else happened on the knocking. Man, I was so pissed, man. And, yeah, it, it, of course, it's at the time that there's no equipment. Nothing going at all because we literally were just setting up. It was I, I just did it on a whim when I was standing there at the bar just joking around, and it did it. Did it for 15 minutes. And then the first person shows up, nothing. See, we had something like that. It was at a hotel that we used to always do the PIA conventions. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of freaky because someone had found out if you knocked on this door and put your ear on the door, it knocks back. Mm-hmm. So we did it. You know, three times, four times, and then by the fifth time, it was, you know, it really came out real loud. Yeah. It made you jump back. And <laughs> you find out the woman shot herself in a closet in that room. Wow. Ooh. So it was pretty freaky, you know, yeah. something like that. And then that same weekend, one of the uh, people that I was with actually saw a full-bodied apparition in the mirror. He said he'll never be the same after that. Mm. You know, it's so funny. I've I've talked to people that, you know, have either seen a full body apparition themselves or, the you know, they knew of someone who had seen one. And, like, I knew this one guy, former Marine, done investigations for a long, long time. And, uh, and I mean, I didn't know him, know him. I just knew of him. 
And I kind of noticed, like, all of a sudden he wasn't doing investigations anymore. And I asked people, I'm like, you know, why did, you know, he quit? And I'm not going to mention his name. I'm not, you know, I'm protect his privacy. And I'm like, why did he quit? And they said that there was one investigation that he was doing that a full-body apparition walked right past him in the middle of the living room. And they said, and it wasn't anything scary. It didn't, like, try to attack him. It wasn't demonic, nothing like that. It was just a woman who just literally walked right past him in the middle of the living room, and he lost it. He just, he... He would this uh, this guy had served overseas whole nine yards would like sleep with the lights on now, and you know full grown man he just was like he goes after seeing that he goes I now know there's legitimately something there on the other side mm-hmm. and he goes and honestly it scares the hell out of me and he just didn't want to do investigations anymore. So. See, and a weird thing just popped in my head about all this. You know, you y'all keep talking about you know or things saying get out, get out, or like being angry at you or like. The um, lady who committed suicide, like, after you knocked a while, she was knocked back real hard. Mm-hmm. What if they're on the other side and they just want to be left the hell alone? <laughs> like, well, like, legitimately. Ed, give your answer on this one. Go well, ahead. it crosses my mind every so yeah. often. And, I mean, like, we could legitimately – I'm not going to stop, but, like, we could be playing with fire. <laughs> well, you could be. Um Someone was just explaining this and talking about this the other day. In fact, it was that guy, Dominic, and he made a good point. Is If you, someone was to walk in your house at 3 o'clock in the morning and start talking to you, you know, how would you react? Exactly. Yep. You know, would you be p- ticked off or, you know, you might go run and hide, mm-hmm. you know, because you always have the entities that will hide and not want to communicate. Yeah, because what if we are the ghost on their side? Exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and here's the thing is, is like, and, and Ed, you can vouch for this too. Anytime I've ever done an investigation, like, we have done moments where we try to get it to communicate with us by, like, knocking or moving an object, whatever the case may be. And one of the things that I will do is if I see that something is actually responding to me, at one point I will ask, Hey, if we're bothering you and you don't want us to be here anymore, do this once or twice or whatever we're doing. And if it does it to say that they don't want us there, we leave. We respect it and we leave. Fair enough. Yeah. And uh, as busy as I am, I also wanted to throw out that that, uh, I'm actually creating equipment now, you know, um, physical equipment. Okay. So you pretty much survive off of probably coffee and an eight ball. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's a lot of hydroxycut hardcore. Okay, yeah. there we go. That'll work. I'm laughing, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what I'm making right now is something called the Advanced Portal, where, right, uh, I don't know if you know. <laughs> Anything with Portal just never ends well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see this get built. Well, the, the Portal itself is a speaker and it has a noise gate on it and it has a reverb on it so Mm -hmm. you can basically knock out the hiss of the spirit box Mm -hmm. and then get the voices through it well i'm adding on a pitch shifter yeah because a lot of people say that if you slow it down and you listen when it's in a deep sound you can hear the evps better Mm -hmm. and then i'm also adding an eq so you can eq out you know, how you want the sound to sound. And uh, I'm putting that together shortly, so I'm going to be selling those, and we're going to be selling, we're going to be putting some SLS cameras together. People who don't know what that is, that's that Connect camera you might have seen on TV. 
Um, just a bunch of stuff right now that, you know, I'm trying to supplement some income because uh, COVID knocked me for a loop and unfortunately yeah, still unemployed. So I, uh, I try to do what I do to get by. All right. Sorry. I, my nose tickled and I was about to sneeze. I had to stop myself. <laughs> Get that was home. bad. Yeah, that was a bad moment. All right, we only got about a minute left here. Uh, Ed, why don't you go ahead and put out to everybody how they can find you on social media, how they can find your team if they need an investigation, uh, how they can look up look up more of you know Squid Biggins and everything else. Uh, everything's pretty much on Facebook. You can go on to Facebook. Um, I think it, I'm on to Ed Bogrowski. And, you know, the Facebook is slash Ed Bogrowski or something like that. But you can find me easily on there just under my name. Um, you can find Squid Biggins under there, even though I don't take care of that page. It's pretty much uh, been sitting there for a couple of years. <laughs> Same thing with uh, Paratools. I try to keep up on Paratools, but if you want to check out Paratools, you can go to paratools.net, and it has all the applications up there you can and take a i do look highly at. recommend checking that out for any investigator out there or even if you're just interested if you think something's just going on in your home go ahead and get this app and load it to your phone and see if you find something you know what did you say we have about a minute left yeah yeah we got time i was gonna say do you take for calls uh yeah if somebody wants to call in if they want to call in and they could tell me the name of the game company i'll go ahead and shoot them all five applications that i have for their phone really okay yeah. All right, for our listening audience out there, if you want to win a chance to win the applications, uh, you can phone us at 941-745-1490. So, once again, you call us at 941-745-1490. And if you hit this, then, hey, he'll go ahead and shoot you for the five apps. Absolutely. You know, they, they go for five bucks in the store. It's not that they're expensive, mm -hmm. but uh, a lot of people are afraid to try them and, because I don't have them for free out there. Yeah. So uh, I try to do what I can. perfect example is with the show the other day, I gave the apps to everybody so they will have a toolbox, you know, that they can go to with the application. See, I wish I would have known this at the beginning of the show. i tell you what. Uh, since uh, because like I said we're getting ready to, to yeah, go off here, yeah. I tell you what. How about uh, I will put that out there as a game and promote it and everything next weekend for okay. your, for you know for this if you don't mind. Sure. And we'll take a call next weekend and whoever's the first call in then you'll win these five apps. All right. Sound good? That to you? works for me. Okay. Yeah, we're getting ready to close up shop here. So, uh, anyways, real quickly before we leave, once again, this is our buddy Ed Bergowski. Uh, you can find him on social media. You see first paranormal and it's. The letter C, 1ST, Paranormal. C first, Paranormal. Um, and so if you're interested in maybe getting your house investigated, I mean, these guys are up, um, upright professionals. They're really good. Contact them. Make sure you check out Squid Biggins. Make sure you check out Paratools. Uh, and then, of course, make sure you check out Paraprobe Radio because we've got a lot of stuff coming up in the near future. And, and, check, us, and check us out on Spotify, iTunes, all your favorite podcast things. If Amazon, you iHeartRadio. Yeah, we're on everything. I promised one other person that I mentioned, uh, UniversalParanormal.com. Yes. And there's some great stuff on there, and you'll be able to see about the five shows that he's actually putting out. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Here at ParaProbe, we'll see you next weekend.
cure of disease or condition based on advice or recommendations from the host, veterinarian, trainer, or pet product manufacturer, but rather...